Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout. This is episode number 95 for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. My name is Marty Sleeve, and as always, I'm joined by Casey Wosu and Nick Calandra. Uh, really quick, we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about uh, uh, games that blew our minds, but the only thing that is blowing my mind right now is seconds before he went live. Nick casually dropped how, when you were how old? 13? 12? 12? When you were 12... You had your Xbox account stolen because you gave your password away to a stranger in some sort of a get-rich-quick scheme? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Back then, you had to use Microsoft points to, uh-huh. to buy games on the store. And so, like, it was, like, a you know poor kid, like, looking at YouTube, like, how do I get 10,000 free Microsoft points? And, you, you know, I fell for it. <laughs> so the, the thing that shocked me the most at the time, though, was how quickly my password got stolen. My password got sure. changed. Yeah. yeah. They were probably like, oh, we didn't expect this to work. <laughs> yeah, this immediately. No, they, they must have. It must have worked before because, like, he changed my password and my, my gamer tag so quick. And I was like, my account's just gone. I'm like, oh, no. What, um... Did what happened? Did you tell your parents? Did, did you just fucking no? I just like make a new account. Yeah, I'm just like I'm not telling anybody that happened. <laughs> just moving on. Wait, so does that account still exist somewhere? Yeah. I mean, we should you know, like. Yeah, do you know the tag? We no, no, look at no, no. He, see he, what he games did. they play. He, cha- he changed it like almost immediately. Oh, gotcha. You, do gotcha. you know what he changed it to? Or no, that's just it's just gone. Okay. How amazing <laughs> would it be if you played? You were playing like Halo Infinite or something. All of a sudden, you see <laughs> my name. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> You're just getting fucking crushed in Hot Wheels. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. Um, I don't think that ever happened. The only the, the only get rich quick uh, quick scheme I ever did was uh, we found a loophole to where, God, I don't remember what store to what store, but there was a certain store for a small period of time that would accept returns without a receipt. Yeah. And so we found like Circuit City or something when they were going <laughs> out of business had games that were like five dollars. Yeah. And if you took it to whatever the store was, Walmart or Walmart, Target, Walmart does you could trade it in yeah. for like Walmart bucks. It wasn't like cash, but it was like. Spend fifty dollars at Circuit City and get hundreds of dollars in Walmart bucks, and we did that. And I think they um, they caught on to us. <laughs> it felt illegal, but it wasn't. It felt it was more unethical yeah, than feel, illegal. Yeah, no, like, yeah, it was definitely unethical. I feel like I've and told they, they probably stopped it because they realized at the time, like, oh, this was stupid. They, yeah. folks can take advantage of this. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Walmart has enough money to deal with it. I'm not worried about Walmart. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think we I think we talked about it on the podcast before. I think the worst thing I ever did was. Uh, blockbuster like when gta 4 came out all the cases had a month of free xbox live gold in them <laughs> oh <laughs> and they didn't take them out of the cases at blockbuster and i that's on them that's on yeah. Blockbuster. yeah that, what, they, they didn't know what they were doing what if that was the only thing that was like keeping them afloat and then you took those <laughs> oh, blockbuster went out of business I put blockbuster out of business shit uh, Dombly with a great point. Uh, what what was your name before Flashpoint? I don't like, what remember was the, what the account uh, name was anymore. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, that was a long well, time how, ago. Like when you when you changed it from that, did, was that when you became Flashpoint, or was no. that also like an older? That was no, your supervillain origin story. Yeah, that was an origin story account name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I all I, all I know is like if I still had that account, I'd probably have like one hundred twenty thousand gamer score today. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I guess you so, lost like what a bunch of your 360 gamer score. Yeah, probably. I lost. So, I, yeah. The only, that's the only thing I was I'm mad about today is like I don't have that gaming history with me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can still uh, with that Xbox account just look at everything that gave you an achievement ever. Like it's just still there. So that's pretty. Yeah, cool. a little while ago, nice I went all the way back. Um, yeah, and I was able to see my. To uh, I was able to see my original achievements for like uh, Hexic HD and mm-hmm. uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong and Call of Duty Two. Um, which were games yeah, that launched for 360. No history that I played the Peter Jackson King Kong game. There's no. Oh no! That's <laughs> no why history you gotta replay. Time it. That's why you gotta stream it. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get back at that guy. Uh, and before we uh, jump into our topics, Jombly, uh, been a member for 38 months. Thank you so much, Jombly. Uh, happy for your anniversary, Chief. Glad to see what you. Uh, glad what you. Glad to have you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> glad to have you, and what a great job you've done. How do you feel as you enter the upcoming season? Uh, Nick, it's your fourth anniversary uh, to escape this, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's gone by really quick. You didn't even realize it. it just mm. popped. No, yeah, well, that's because I slept all day yesterday after my headache. So <laughs> that's how people celebrate their four year anniversary. Uh, yeah. Four, the, the, it, it's like when you, uh, your four year marriage anniversary, the gift is coma. Just coma all day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling really good. Like it was really fun to see how excited people were with the the new channel update video we just put out. You know, I, I feel like that was like the most high quality sign of content we've had thus far. <laughs> like people yeah, are really good. People are really we're excited just, about that. And then uh, like, uh, and we're like, even I was, even I was impressed. I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> uh, we're less than less than hundred hours away to the premiere of uh, of Adventures Night Season Three, yep. Episode One. Saturday morning. That. Less than hundred. Yeah. It's weird. It's just, we should have a countdown. <laughs> you should, no, we should have a countdown. Yeah, I don't know where. A countdown somewhere. Marty has a countdown um, and everything. <laughs> I have a countdown. Yeah, I'm a big fan of countdowns. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Adventures Nice Season 3, Episode 1 premieres for uh, YouTube members and patrons on Saturday morning, 10 a.m., something like that. Yep. As long as I wake yeah. up early enough. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like I already said it was like a YouTube. Oh no, I can't. I can't like schedule a YouTube membership release. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, because membership's not public. Gotcha, yep. gotcha. Uh, and then Nighthawk, uh, welcome to Early Access. Thank you so much, Nighthawk. And uh, YouTube is censoring my comments with a five dollar donation. Thank you so much. YouTube is censoring my comments. Uh, the game I really want is a game called Ethics. And every two weeks, uh, it's uh, put you in a hard ethical choice, and it polls everyone's reactions for that period. Uh, this is this is a very different scenario. But Catherine has a thing in in the game Catherine. You have to answer relationship questions like. Would you have you ever cheated on a partner? Have you uh, uh, what, like what 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 are the the limits of a relationship for you? And then afterwards, it tells you the percentage of players that have answered them one way or another. So it's it's asking that to you, the player, and not like the characters being asked. This? It is. I mean, it's asking Vincent, but the way it makes it seem like they are literally asking you. Like I think you're supposed to, as you play the game, you're supposed to not role play as Vincent. You're supposed to be like, um, do you believe in monogamy or or polygamy or whatever? triogamy i don't know if there if there weren't those like scary ass puzzles in that game i would definitely try that you can play a no puzzle mode <laughs> there's a no puzzle mode that literally skips the puzzles and just goes to the to the next story beat yeah no like games journalist mode Why? it's not even games journalist that's like <laughs> it's even worse that's like baby i want to touch this controller mode <laughs> i just like i've i've seen people play those puzzles i just don't wanna it was breaking my like, brain. It was breaking my brain when I uh, when I did it recently. Um, how are how are you guys doing? Is everyone everyone good? No one's crying. I'm, I'm uh, crying the at the amount of crying. yard work I got to do. 
Oh, it's been crowded. I like, I like, I like, I like when it's like drought because then the grass hasn't grown. I don't have to worry about cutting it. And then it just rains and rains and rains. And now it's like a foot high. And I'm like, why? You're like, I didn't ask for this. And yeah, now, I, I both never cut my grass now. What? Yeah, I've been having like, a ton of rain. Yeah. Do you pay like a service or like kids, like neighborhood kids? Uh, I, I tried the neighborhood kid thing. Um, one, they're hard to find nowadays. And two, they're kind of terrible. <laughs> like, it's just not, <laughs> not good at the job. And I was, I was paying this kid a lot of money because I really appreciated him coming out to do yeah. it. Like, it was so hard to find. And like, he just didn't do a good job. So I was like, this is not a good use of my money. Uh, but I did find a service finally. Uh, and I split the cost with my fiance. So like yeah. every two weeks, they're supposed to come out and cut the grass. But uh, it's been raining constantly, like super heavy rainfall for like the past week and a half. Oh, wow. And, like, the basement is flooding again. So like I'm going down there and like using a wet vac. But it's already like prepared to handle a little bit of water so like nothing gets messed up but like i still got to go down there and clean it up uh and he finally came today to cut my grass because it was super long because <laughs> it's been raining for like a week and a half that's not really yeah it's been dry as hell here i haven't had to cut anything i'll trade you well it's been like hot and ridiculously humid and then it storms every day it doesn't make yeah, any sense that's what's happening it's, it's jumping back and forth yeah between just and then, and humid if you have migraines because of the if you have migraines because of storm fronts, then it's been a rough week and a half. Then I was about to say, that, that's hitting a little close to home. Uh, everyone thinks it was because you were afraid of the pursuer. Um, you know, I mean, I did have a dream about him last night, but, you know. An optional boss? <laughs> yeah. You just walk away. You just I go did, around him. I had, a, I had a weird dream last night where I got put in the military for some reason, and then I was sent off to war, and I was very confused the entire time. You got you got drafted? Sounds like a soldier. Coward and not fighting the pursuer? <laughs> I don't know. Look, you either fight this Dark Souls boss or you go to war. <laughs> yeah. You make a choice right now. <laughs> You're so excited that the old Call of Duty lobbies are back. Shit. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> uh, yeah, what was the deal with that story? I didn't put that on here, but like, did they reignite? Did they like they just, flip the switch back on yeah, for the old lobbies just, or yeah, are people just, just the, excited again? No, no, they just turned the servers back on and everybody's like, oh shit, I can go play Modern Warfare 2 again. And I'm like, I don't know if I want it. I mean, on console, it's probably fine. I don't know if the hackers. Got on the console, but on PC, no bother. Don't even bother. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that be crazy, though, that, like, after all this time, like, if those lobbies have been dead, as soon as they come back on, the same cheaters just show back up. Like, they're like, yes, my time is, is coming. Exactly, like, that's exactly what they would do. That's so weird. <laughs> they can't cheat in the new ones because they have the new uh, anti-cheat stuff. Back then, that didn't exist for that kind of stuff. What well, They had uncle cheat stuff back then. Yeah, the, the anti-cheat was, like, if you got caught hacking your Xbox, you get banned. <laughs> Is that what actually yeah. what happened to you? I mean, you just lied. No. You just don't want to thank you. <laughs> I, no, I never. It's, it's song and aimbot does not sound fun to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Like, I don't get the what, like what what joy is coming from that. I, I, just that, being, just that, being an that's, asshole. That's a, yeah, that's a straight up gamer crime. You can go to yeah. video game jail right next to Yuji Naka. <laughs> God damn it! I do. He I got do his, like. He, in today's like Sorry. environment with all the anti-cheat stuff like if i report somebody on siege that i suspect and pretty much knows this cheating like siege will send me a message later on like yeah we got him brother <laughs> that's direct from casey yeah. Yeah, he's actually really good about that but you won't you won't know that if you listen to the community <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shock, shocking uh speaking of uh online communities uh being shaken up a little bit uh we got some news that uh overwatch 2 and future blizzard games TBD, uh, making their way over Steam. So uh, that's which is which is sort of a surprise to a lot of people. There is still you still need to have a Battle.net account, but it is like no longer uh, no longer 
you're sort of tethered to those launchers or anything like that. Um, I mean, I Sounds know you guys exactly will. like uh, what Ubisoft has done with some of its games, like because Siege functions like that too. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, is like this something like? Do you see this as being? I mean, you guys play a lot more obviously online PC games than I do. Do you see this as as, as sort of a sign of the times going forward? Like, do you think this was because of the Microsoft thing or like? Well, it is kind it, of funny that that news story came out the other day that like Microsoft basically outed Battle.net as being a failure for Activision. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, Blizzard said that this was sort of a part of being able to like uh, 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 empower players in more places to be able to play their games, which is a message that you know Microsoft has been banging the drum about that with everything with with Game Pass and cloud gaming and everything like that. So um, seems like a good idea, right? Like I mean, yeah. everyone seems to love Steam, right? Yeah, Overwatch kind of needs it though. <laughs> yeah, this kind of I'm, I'm guessing it. it's kind of it's. I think the timing is. Basically, they tried to balance out the the closure of Overwatch League or whatever <laughs> with putting the game on Steam. Honestly, yeah, because that news also dropped, right? That um, yeah, they laid off the, all the staff, and yeah, that's. Do you think that's a, is that uh, more indicative of Overwatch or of like a competitive bubble burst, or what do you what do you think? If, I honestly, know. I I think it's it's an overwatch issue okay. like, I, I don't i don't see like the steam kind of running out for a bunch of esports things like the mm-hmm. ones that are popular continue to be and those communities are going strong but uh blizzard and overwatch made a very specific change to the meta of their game and like it hasn't recovered since yeah like, they they when they went from six players to five players oh, right, like right. folks were all on rosters and teams literally had to cut people and like i don't think they ever recovered since then so like it just, yeah, it just what happened I, it is crazy how like universally beloved the original overwatch was at a certain point like i had friends who did not play competitive games who were fucking obsessed with the original overwatch at a certain point and that was not that long ago that was like five years ago yeah and, and it was it was so consistently strong and well beloved and it yeah. was it was right it was like all right we're gonna do this drastic thing and put a two on it and then it, it they never should have released overwatch 2 <laughs> like that kind of seems like the lesson i'm the last person who wants to be against the game with a two at the end of right, it, it seems like you're right <laughs> it seems like you might be right um yeah it'll be interesting to see what i don't know because it's not like it's not like microsoft's gonna acquire them and be like let us show you guys how it's done because like they don't really have a great yeah the Halo thing the to Halo competitive right scene never really exploded for them yeah like I guess and Blizzard's not like Blizzard's now able to like take cues from Call of Duty like mm-hmm. I don't know yeah it's gonna be interesting to see if they sort of under assuming again it goes through because the news also uh, broke today that the the deadline has been extended to October. Oh, yeah. In, yeah, in order to like iron things out with the the UK regula- regulatories, but it seemed like Phil Spencer said that they're still very confident everything's going to go through. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if with all of those different pillars under the same umbrella, if there's going to be any sort of uniformity to any of it. Like um, they did like, say I don't, like, something about a. Once the acquisition is finished, that Activision would essentially operate autonomously. Okay, which uh, which I guess they've also kind of said with Zenimax and Bethesda Studios, right? Yeah, right? Like they, so they're like, kind of on their own. Of course, Phil Spencer is still the boss, boss, but yeah. And I feel like there's certain things force them to do this. Yeah, that's what the promise or setup. And I guess you don't quite know like 
when they say they're operating autonomously, you don't know like. I mean, it's so it's still gonna be in the Xbox ecosystem. So if you know all their first party games are <clears throat> sure. gonna be on yeah. Steam, like they've promised. Yeah, because they, they just own it. Yeah, so like, yeah, all right, yeah. we can take the stuff you guys make and do what we want with it. But like, there it seems like they'll be relatively hands off in terms of what it is they do. But yeah, that sort of thing sounds a little concerning in terms of like what they end up doing with all of those developers who work on Call of Duty. Because does that mean that they can't just make them work on other stuff? Yeah, like, are they allowed to be like Raven is no longer a Call of Duty studio? Raven is a fucking Halo studio or a something else studio? Um, I, mean, I guess that's the question. What happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about it a lot last week, and and everything's kind of you know just hypotheticals now. So, um, I it'll it'll be interesting. One thing I know for sure: there is no way Game Pass is not going up in price. <laughs> there's there's no way that thing's not just going to be twenty dollars a month. Uh, which I don't know, it might already be with Game Pass Ultimate. I don't actually know how much it is. I think it did raise in some countries already, like just like very recently. Yes, it did, because I was annoyed by those headlines that they were. <laughs> oh, because it was in the US. Yeah. You know what? People come from other places. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but your audience is primarily <laughs> whatever. I'm That's how you get I'm them like, in. I know it is. I hate it. <laughs> they don't know that it impacts them. <laughs> um, you know what? I think it's okay to lie to Americans and force them to be aware of other countries because they we don't do that enough. Yeah. We are so I'm, ignorant about the rest of the world. Yeah, we lie because we love <laughs> my favorite Rihanna song. Uh, Sylvia Krause, welcome to Tip Jar. Thank welcome. you so much, Sylvia Krause. Um, the other Blizzard news that popped up uh, today, they said uh, Diablo 4 has officially become Blizzard's fastest selling game ever. And that in the first month, uh, ha- 10 million players have experienced it, which I don't know what that means <laughs> how many, because I, what was that how many 10 million players experienced the game in the first month so i don't know exactly what that means D- but does that mean at least 10 million people booted it and like they don't currently have like 10 million i don't know if that points. counts like the beta i don't know if that counts yeah the, yeah right i definitely played the beta i don't know if that's like oh that separate profiles of the same game so whatever whatever it means but they said it's, it's been the best-selling blizzard game after a month ever so that's that's impressive so hmm. i don't know i guess that's a good thing coming out of that microsoft could be happy with of, of this acquisition um but yeah it's I don't, people people who give a shit about diablo seem to like diablo like i don't know i know more people yeah. who are talking positively about diablo than um negatively about diablo so yeah, i've heard no negative, negative. I gotta rush to finish the campaigns before my character resets. Uh, what's happening there? Yeah, every season your character resets. Uh, you you start a new character. You don't be shocked about this. This has been in the news for weeks now. I literally <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So like, you just go to level zero? Yeah. You start <clears throat> start a new character. Well, I, I think that that is a different mode than like I guess like just some other mode like the season thing is like a separate character from like a, i don't know there's some sort of separation it's a, it's a reset of your as far as i know it's a reset of your character so if you're halfway like through the campaign you just suddenly have a level zero character yeah for sure that's that's insane. that's if you start a seasonal character because i think when no, the game first it, launched it's, it's, the season started sometime after like the first season wasn't like you day can't one you can't launch, yeah right? there is no season right now the season one will reset your character right exactly but that, i think that's a different character hmm. let's see like it sounds like chad is saying it sounds like casey's more on it because it doesn't seem like they're just gonna wipe your main character 
That would be yeah, like they, yeah, like the yeah, character you have. That sounds like, like something from Soft would do. So yeah, you create a you create a new character for the season. Yes. Yeah, in yeah. order to participate in the season stuff. Yeah, then you start you start a new character. Yeah. That's what that means. Okay, okay, okay. So I don't have to rush. Which the is campaign. still kind of yeah. You can you can just not participate, but it's like okay. I guess there's fun stuff in the season, so like that kind of sucks still. Do you think there's gonna be Christmas trees around Christmas? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if you don't if you don't if you don't have to do the campaign, I mean, you can level up pretty damn quick in that game. Sure. I guess yeah, that's more for the the people who are going to be playing the post game and the who are in it for the for the long haul. Um, I don't know. I don't, are you going to be in it for the long haul, Nick? Or are you just going to finish the campaign and then move on? There's too many games. TMGs. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I the seasonal stuff seems fun. Like I, I like the game. It's definitely a game like I just come back to to play a couple hours from like on the weekends. But it's not like yeah, I don't have time to just sit down and play that game for the end. And end times, basically. So I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. I, I was excited because I thought that Diablo Immortal character was a new character class for Diablo Four. I was like, ooh, like I'll play a new character. Yeah, I and see. Like Rod Ferguson tweet something out, and it was like a cool. What, 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 whatever like, the character was was cool. Right? Blood, Blood Knight. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's really neat. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you tricked us. <laughs> it's not for Diablo Four. You tricked us with Bobo. <laughs> um, it's weird that those two games, those two games, don't speak to each other at all, right? No. Oh. But so oh, it, there is a difference though in Diablo Four. This there's seasons and then there's expansions, and so like the expansions will be the much bigger new content sure. coming. And so I'll, I'll definitely show up for that. Yeah, I yeah. Know, I don't. I'm definitely not going to be the show up for every season and stick with it kind of thing. Yeah, that'll be like the Destiny kind of thing where there's like the little little seasonal events, and then every once in a while there's a big old thing that everyone mm-hmm. gets around. Fuck up a witch queen or whatever. Yep. People still playing Destiny? I still think. Oh yeah, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I just I have not had the time. For the second time, I bought the the new big expansion and played like two, three hours of it at most. Like I want to, I just don't have the the character. Like I I played the opening mission of the expansion and the new characters they introduced annoyed the hell out of me immediately. I can I can see that. I grew I grew to like I grew to like them, but I can see that. (laughs) What's his name's coming back? Right, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, that's the rumor. Well, he was in like a trailer, right? Yeah, no, they made yeah, but like, who knows what that is? I, they, oh, I thought they literally yeah. said they were bringing him back. They, they, they confirmed that they're bringing. Well, maybe they're bringing him back to voice whatever's going on because it could be like some sort of like mind shit. Destiny is very weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> love mind shit. I don't care so. enough to debate this. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, this is the world's be, number one Destiny podcast. <laughs> one person who said they don't have enough time to play Destiny, and two people just don't play Destiny. <laughs> There you go. Um, Casey, has yes. has a moment in Destiny ever blown your mind? Actually, yeah. Like, a, was it a raid moment? Yeah, like, a lot of stuff in the raids uh, are kind of constantly mind-blowing. Some stuff in the story was pretty mind-blowing, uh, but that I guess that isn't in Destiny. That was, like, you hear about a story outside of Destiny because, like, the lore is the grimoire or whatever right yeah that's what yeah so um, yeah no, no I, I feel where you come from nice thing. yeah that uh <laughs> that leads us that leads us in our main topic you know what i've learned we get to our main topic quicker because when we talk about stuff we've been playing we always go long we always go long and then it's fucking 15 minutes till dante we gotta wrap things up and i can't talk about my anime so that's why i'm getting to the main topic early even nice. though i by saying this we're getting to the main topic slower <laughs> 
because you, you ruined a perfectly good segue and it was a really good and then you really backtracked <laughs> it was a really good segue that it made a little u-turn um so yeah as you could you could tell by by our headline um this was partially inspired by me playing um i'm pretty close to finishing viewfinder the uh new uh, puzzle game out on pc and, and playstation 5 you've probably seen we've, we've covered it in the past it's um it, it reminds me a lot of Portal, but the main gimmick is that you uh, have this ma- magic camera and you are taking Polaroids and then you place Polaroids in the 3D world and the uh, whatever is in that picture sort of becomes the environment. So you're using uh, perspective and, and shifting visuals in order to solve these sort of uh, these puzzle rooms, um, very similar to Portal. And there's a couple moments in it that has uh, given me that incredible mental endorphin rush uh, that that reminded me a lot of portal and that got me thinking about games that have been like sort of defining roadmark moments of like holy shit this it everything feels different now and whether that is an individual game whether that is a mechanic which like the portal mechanic is kind of like that to me like that mechanic as a whole like changed the way i think about games or just like a specific moment. And I know a lot of people say the opening of The Last of Us is like one of those moments. Uh, but I, I wanted to just sort of have a big old conversation about these and then sort of segue into, do we think these are coming fewer and farer betweener? <clears throat> that can't be the way to say that. Fewer and far betweener? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, it seems like when I when I think back on a lot of my moments, a lot of them are when I was younger. And it seems like we're getting fewer and fewer of them now. And I don't know if that's because I was younger and I'm older now or if... We're hitting a technology plateau, but um, I guess Nick, what are what are what are some moments, some games, some things that sort of have stuck with, stuck out uh, uh, as as kind of defining mind breaking moments? Yeah, I think the the first one that definitely comes to mind is Red Faction Guerrilla, with you know it's open world and like fully destructible buildings and everything. Like to this day, nothing has topped that for me. Like tear tear down was cool, but I mean like it was I don't it still didn't feel like on the scale of you know red faction gorilla and like blowing shit up and seeing all that come to fruition and you know, like it still blows my mind like we have not got another triple a game that does that that's, that's the thing that is insane to me is that we got red frag i was so sure after red faction gorilla i was like oh this is gonna be it like everyone's gonna be doing this yeah. and i'm like how have we not gotten a big old single player game that's doing this yeah i you know it, it's it's funny like thinking back to that game because like i played that that, when I I've gone back to like relook at that game and like I'm like this world is incredibly bland because it's Mars, but sure. the destruction is still just so much fun. Like I spent hours and hours and hours into that, and so like my biggest disappointment I think in the last like 15 years of gaming is that like Crackdown Three didn't actually happen, and like because that was so cool like seeing that tech on the screen and all that and like fully destructible city and i was like i that was that game was beyond hype for me because i was like this is awesome and this is tech that's gonna be <laughs> industry standard for like an open world like a destructible open world like this and then it just never happened and then like i feel like nobody's bothered to try destruction since like embark is kind of doing it with uh you know our Ar- or not arc readers uh the finals. finals and it, that destruction's really cool like that's another one of those games that like does feel like a industry mover to me like with the destruction tech and because I, I think I brought it up on the podcast before. Like, I've never had a moment in an FPS game where a roof came down on top of me and I was literally just stuck because the roof was on top of me and I couldn't move. 
Like that was yeah. really cool. Like a <laughs> something that wasn't prescri- like prescripted by the yeah developers. yeah something that happened yeah, yeah. non yeah non prescripted destruct- destruction because like I remember even like Battlefield Battlefield I think I put Battlefield three in the in the list but Bad Company mm-hmm. 2's destruction or actually yeah. the original Bad Company kind of blew me away too and then I remember going to Battlefield three uh, I don't think it was like as impressive in Battlefield three and then Battlefield four's like Levolution stuff really didn't do much to impress me because I was like it's just scripted it's not you know, like we can't. Why can't we just take down the skyscraper like organically, just by shooting at it? You know, it's got to be like done a very specific way, or you know, it loses the amount of health points and it just crashes to the ground. But um, you know, I have just, a question. Why are we fine saying Levolution? I'm fine saying Levolution. Yeah. Why are the collective we fine saying Levolution? But if someone says Drivatar, like I think they <laughs> they should because be. Levolution sounds cool. Drivatar Le- sounds stupid. <laughs> I, I think that's the the root of that particular issue. Drivatar, uh, for those who don't know, those were the you're ostensibly your ghost, your your ghost race in uh, hashtag Drive Club, which was what the game was originally called. And Sony would correct you that it is called hashtag Drive Club, and that's how you say it. Much like Watch underscore Dogs. I forgot about that. They, did yeah. they eventually stop doing that? Yes. Yeah. When they hashtag got got canceled and hashtag they never made another <laughs> one. Uh, Levolution Mouse Catcher was coined, I believe, in Battlefield 4. Yes, 4, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, their big, their big map changing events. Yeah. So level would, evolution when the yeah. building crashes down and a new part of the map opens up, or like every yeah. a bunch of the maps in, in Battlefield 4 like had these moments where like you could destroy the dam and then like you could fight on top of the you know the water would rush out and you could fight at the end of the dam or like a new island would open up in one of the islands when like a big hurricane came through and changed the landscape but it was never those are cool it was cool but it was so it was just so scripted that like it it was cool the first time you saw it but then after that it was like okay i know what's gonna happen now there was a game uh there was there was um on playstation there was a game called splashdown it was on ps2 that was like a knockoff wave race Mm -hmm. uh but the second splashdown game which had a subtitle, I don't remember what it was. Each level had something that would happen throughout the race that would completely change the level. And uh, I remember one level was you were in like the Caribbean and you, after the second lap, you go through the Bermuda Triangle and like shit just gets crazy for the last lap. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I love the idea of like for half the race, it is one thing and then shit just completely changes for the other half of the race. It like adds like a like an actual feeling of like dynamism to it that I'm like, I wish more Mario Kart tracks were like this where like, I don't know, a volcano erupts and then so for the last lap or two or whatever, you have to deal with lava all over the place or something like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, that, it's actually weird that Mario Kart doesn't have anything like that because it's all about like randomization and items and maybe uh, that's like stage hazards and Smash for example. That actually just reminds me uh, Gears maybe pioneered a little bit of that levolution type stuff. I didn't really like, Gears I remember 2 had that, Gears right? Gears 2 had, it was more in the line of like stage hazards, but like, yeah. yeah. Like when it would do the razor hail in the middle of a multiplayer map, like you had to be undercover. The indoors or else you're going to get like crushed. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah, that almost, I guess, feels like the, the, the prototype for what we now have with like, I don't know, the, the, the battle royale in yeah. battle royale. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That kind of thing. Um, Casey, did you have any? Uh, did you have any 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 mind blowing moments? Um, came to mind? Like, yeah, you guys talking about like uh, racing games reminded me of how, and this is pretty conventional, I guess. But on in the N sixty four era, when F zero X, uh, when I experienced F zero X, 
as far as I know, that was like the only Nintendo game that ran at 60 frames per second. <laughs> and basically how fast <laughs> those, like how fast you could race in that game was insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you, like I'd never experienced like, can I play, I used to love racing games as a kid. Like, I played like SNES racing games and stuff. And like, like it's like cruising world style graphics where like, you know, stuff is coming at you, but like the sense of speed is very relative. FZRX felt freaking fast and like i i loved it for that like Which i remember nothing on the n64 felt fast yeah Something nothing felt that <laughs> yeah nothing felt that fast like i remember me and my little younger brother would um take turns trying to break each other's record on uh one of the courses that was pretty much a straight line but like f0x has really weird tracks so like it would it would turn on the outer edge so that you were constantly going straight even though it was a loop and you could end up going so fast that you would just lift off from the track. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so like, I, you know, like the, the sheer speed of a of a game, like like that was probably one of like the earliest moments of something. Just like, like, oh wow, this is this is new. Like this did, is amazing. Did you ever get into what was it? GX was that the GameCube one? Yeah, yeah, I, I love GX. Yeah, uh, it was super hard. It was <laughs> it was really crazy hard. difficult. Well, I felt like all those F Zero games were hard. I had the Super Nintendo one, and I was like, I'm very bad at this. <laughs> well, how am I in thirtieth place? How are there thirty racers? <laughs> like that was the one thing F Zero always did. Where I was like, there's too many people. You're making me feel very. You're, bad. you're supposed to like murder half of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was my Captain Falcon was peaceful. My Gordo Samurai was peaceful. Um, Nintendo. What are we doing? More F Zero, but uh, but yeah, it more like I guess more in line with some of the other stuff. Uh, we mentioned Portal Two. I guess the Portal stuff in general mm-hmm. blew my mind. Um, but that game's ending is still probably like my favorite ending in a video game. Yeah, like just this the sequence. Like all, the only thing that really happens is um, you you pull the trigger, but just all of the setup around uh. I don't know. It's just it's this real, it's this real crazy moment where the only interaction is a single thing, but it's so impactful because mm-hmm. like it's, it's like everything up to that point kind of leads to your brain opening up to be like, all right, well, if this works like this based on this information that you know, then this precarious situation you just find yourself in, the only way out is to do something mind blowingly insane, and like yeah. that works so well. Yeah. Especially when you're like, oh, that thing is the color of the things I've been doing this whole time. So maybe this will work. Right. I, I feel exactly. like a lot. Of, I love that so much. A lot of my moments are the like boil down to, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Like, I didn't know games could do this or I didn't know you could do that in this game. Like, even when I was a kid, like on Super Nintendo, the ones that come to mind were in a link to the past. And again, I just didn't when I was a kid. I just didn't know shit. So I didn't know what was going to go on in the game in a link to the past when I assumed I was about to beat the game and then I just get sent to the dark world and there's just an entire another game. And I'm like, Oh, and as I say, like symphony of the night did the same thing. I'm like, there's a second castle. The fuck is going on here? Um, super Metroid was the first time I remember voice in a game. It's just, the, there's an opening, uh, just like it says the last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. And I was like, you could talk in a video game. <laughs> Where did this name come from? <laughs> like, I didn't know you could put that there. And then uh, Chrono Trigger. Spoilers for Chrono Trigger. Uh, your, Chrono just dies at a certain point in the game. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Mario's never just died. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> that, like, that is actually amazing. I, I didn't know that. Uh, you bring him back. Don't worry. Also, that was double, double spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's not like uh, this game is going to get a small resurgence with our audience. <laughs> when Yahtzee reviews it. 
Um, That's fine. And then like 30 years old. Yeah, it's fine. It's statute of limitations. Uh, the big one uh, after that for me was um, Mario 64. That felt like uh, that was like that was probably the, the biggest singular paradigm shift. The first time I saw it at a, at a Toys R Us like kiosk before the N64 came out and being like, I've never seen a leap like this. And and sort of wrapping your brain around moving a character in 3D using a joystick was uh, I've never had a moment like that ever in games. And I don't know if I will ever again. And I think that's just partially, you know, technology creep has finally plateaued. But do you guys remember like a I guess, Nick, that the, I guess the destruction thing is kind of like that where you're like, oh, my God, like I didn't think this kind of a thing was possible. Yeah, Um I don't know, growing up, like, Rome Total War was kind of that for me, because I was, like, like I've always kind of said I was, like, a big history buff, and so, like, you know, seeing thousands of troops on a screen was super cool, and no other game, like, I think no other game to this day has emulated, like, what Rome, like, the Total War series does, and it's just, like, these massive scale battles that you control and you can zoom on into the tiniest little details and, like, see these massive battles play out on screen, because I remember, I remember, like, other games have tried it, because, like, but they they usually just evolve into like stuff like Age of Darkness, where it's just kind of mindless AI charging, you know, at, at a base mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that that game growing up like always astounded me. Like the reason I wanted like a better gaming PC was just to make bigger and bigger armies, because <laughs> like I would I would like basically you know add ten thousand soldiers as much as I could until my computer would basically burn and crash <clears throat> to the ground. Um, and then someone would steal your Xbox account. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I would say more recently, like I think the most recent game, like just really blow my mind is still as much as I, I haven't finished it, and I still have problems with it. But like Cyberpunk's open world, like mm-hmm. just the amount of detail in that city, just every time I get into that game, still it blows my mind. Like it, especially when you go into interiors of buildings and everything, and the lighting and and just the general atmosphere of it, it just feels like the most realized first person city i've ever experienced like gta doesn't even come close to that to me for me and i guess it also well a it'll be interesting to see not next but september when phantom liberty comes out because a lot of the people who've seen it are like oh this is finally like them the delivering game. on yeah. what the promise was like this is the game mm-hmm. uh but also it does feel like one of those things where you're like oh this is probably this is like peering a little bit into the future like this is gonna mm-hmm. be probably par for the course ten years down the, the road, but um, in the way that like GTA three is, if, uh, you know, if you go back to GTA three now, it's very like pedestrian, um, mm-hmm. no pun intended, with like how sort of sparse the open world is. But at the time, you're like, holy shit, this is a whole city. This is like my real city. Uh, it was not like my real city. Yeah. <laughs> that is not what Sunbury, Wisconsin was. Yeah, like. I mean, I remember like GTA four blowing my mind, and like Red mm-hmm. Dead blew my mind, but. Uh, like Cyber- Rockstar is good at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah, I can't imagine what their next gen thing is gonna look like. <laughs> like I'm kind of yeah. scared. Um, but the other two games I have on my list, like most recently, are uh, Elden Ring and The Witcher Three, just for the scale of those worlds and like everywhere you go, it's like another vista to look at. And like the only other game that's kind of hit hit that for me was Skyrim. And like I feel like a lot of open mm-hmm. world games end up feeling very flat. But like mm-hmm. The Witcher, The Witcher Three, and Elden Ring are just like the the especially Elden Ring, like the scale of the things that you see in that world, and you can just you go into them and go up and down. That yeah. like continues to blow my mind when I play it. Yeah, someone, so I think Mousecatcher mentioned in the the comments earlier, uh, sort of the unfolding map nature of Elden Ring, mm-hmm. where you start Elden Ring and you're like, oh, this is how big the map is, 
And then you're like, oh, no, this is how big the map is. And then you open that fucking chest and you end up in Kayla and you're like, Jesus, where am I? And that's (laughs) not even that far. Um, That's that's really impressive because like just giant size doesn't really it needs to be something more than that because there's like one of those every every open world is huge now (laughs) yeah well and there's also like the second elder scrolls game like daggerfall or something like that one of those one of those early ones or arena probably daggerfall was like something like it was procedurally generated or or whatever they were doing at the time yeah there there was a video essay that came out recently was that jacob geller i think it was about walking because he also talked about that fuel that racing yes. game that yeah, yeah. Just i brought that, that up yeah. before <laughs> i brought that up yeah. recently <laughs> yeah but so fuel was by uh, a sobo the team that would, who would go on to do uh both playtale and uh, microsoft flight simulator but it was this like sort of mad maxi um racing game that was just like set over the course of like something like five or six thousand square miles yeah and there wasn't really anything to there was do in the world to do in that game. <laughs> and but it was like why did you like why like, that was their whole marketing thing that? that we made the biggest open world racing game ever i remember yeah. i remember being very excited for that game and i think i played it for like a few hours i was like what is this boring as shit yeah <laughs> they their whole time doing just that <laughs> maybe they like yeah, you know, they they're like oh, eventually uh, we're gonna get our microsoft money we're gonna be able to do this while while you're flying an airplane so everything will be fine it's always funny like some of those some of those games that do like actually blow your mind are the ones that like have the the really big marketing like gimmick and then it actually works and you're like oh and one of the dumbest ones for me was uh operation flashpoint uh dragon rising or something like that uh, is this where your name came from <laughs> That can't be. No, that's not the same game. There was a comma somewhere in there. Right? No, no, it's Operation I, Flashpoint Dragon Rising. Yeah, it's Operation Flashpoint Dragon Rising because uh, they also released a sequel, Red River, which was awful. Um, and the big marketing point was like they had the most realistic smoke in games at the time. Yes, I do like. You good remember? Smoke. Th- oh, oh, no, I, thought, I don't. I, I just like good this. smoke. And I so remember I a think. lot of talk about uh, friggin' Capcom's Lost Planet. They had amazing smoke. The smoke was bigger than that. Uh, Call of Duty had good smoke too. Yeah. Was this better smoke? Than, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, like Operation Flash. Flashpoint Dragon Rising, like actually had really good smoke. Like when you blow up a vehicle and like the smoke trail that would come off, it was really detailed and cool. How come? Yeah, when like what around ish? What year would that have been? Would that have been around the time of like Lost Planet, Call of Duty two? Uh, two like, was this two thousand nine? I think Lost yeah. Planet was. Well, the first, around the then? first, the first Lost Planet didn't have any smoke really because it was. Well, smoke. I just, I just want to know how come Lost Planet Two, yeah. How come we were getting so many awesome leaps in uh, in smoke technology then? And how come when was the last time we've been impressed by smoking games? The the smoke plateaued, but didn't Counter Strike Two just talk about new volumetric smoke? Oh, I saw some cool water. I saw some cool water. Counter Strike Two is cool water. (laughs) Good water. Cool water and smoke. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West also has cool water. I have no interest in playing the game, but it's got cool waves. Sea of Thieves still has the best water. Sea of Thieves has really good water. Monkey Island coming next week. Great water. Um, 10 out of 10. Amazing water. Uh, I was uh, sort of going along with with Elden Ring. I get impressed by uh, sort of those like holy shit moments of awe of of, like you said, kind of with scale. But like when I was a kid, Final Fantasy 7 did that to me when you left Midgard and you were like, oh, I didn't realize. I thought I was just going to be in this dank ass cyberpunk city this whole time and all of a sudden i leave and there's a whole world out there uh 
Breath of the Wild, take a drink uh, when when you first leave the the the, the shrine of awake. Yeah, there, great plateau, uh, or even that first moment, like when you first get there, and you're like, holy shit! shit. That's, um, that's, I think that's funny because like I didn't Breath of the Wild didn't blow my mind like it did for you, and I, I think that's mostly because you just haven't played a lot of Western RPGs. Uh, where the world just might, completely opens up for you, and you can go anywhere. It might be a, it's a combination of that, and I think it was so different than like Zelda's like in my DNA. It was so <laughs> yeah, different yeah. than anything Zelda sure. before that. Yeah. So I think that it was definitely a combination of those two. Uh, and then Elden Ring. Uh, not even not the opening, but after you beat Godric the Grafted, and you first uh, see like Raya Lucaria, and that sort of view that has been used a million times. Um, but that is the first time where I'm like, oh, the game is way bigger. Like that is the thing that is indicative of the unfolding map. That is the moment where I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be able to go to that little hogwart. What's going on there? <laughs> and then you get there, and there's just a weird, weird pregnant lady and all of her weird yeah, little. I think, I think that moment for me, students. that moment for me in Elden Ring happened like every time you crested a hill because you get like, the Ray Lucario one, uh, the the Golden City. I forget what it's called. Oh yeah. Uh, and then and then when you get to the the after the snow area to like the floating city i was like holy shit <laughs> it's still far, going crumbling far missoula yeah crumbling far missoula i yeah. like from the stuff they name is very dumb but i like saying it mm-hmm. like every everything sounds good has a good mouthfeel but it's all very dumb yeah that's european fantasy <laughs> i guess <laughs> you just jazz out those uh those continents I guess yeah. There you go. That is uh, that is true. Uh, Casey, do you think these do you do you think these sort of moments happened more when you were younger? Are, like, are you still getting them at a consistent pace, or do you? Yeah. To to be honest, yeah, they, they're not happening for me um, so much in the current day. Uh, at least not on not visually, I guess, or like yeah. It, it's more so like mechanically, something will blow my mind, like. The one of the most recent that I can think of right now would be just the way they present the core gameplay loop to you in uh, the Outer Worlds. I'm sorry, yeah. Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds, yeah. Yeah. And like, I was so obsessed with the fact that it's all happening in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this this thing out here is like injecting something into me that makes me understand it differently, interact with like the whole world changes every time it introduces something to me there, but it's yeah. all here. Like yeah. that that was driving me like nuts. And I was like trying to look up stuff about quantum mechanics. I was so obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> you just watch Interstellar on repeat. You're like, I gotta learn more. Yeah, but like, yeah, definitely when I was younger, like the mechanical thing would definitely be the thing that would drive me more. Cause I, I remember um, when I first saw Soul Calibur 2, the weapons demonstrations, oh, that was yeah. the first time I witnessed uh, mocap. Oh, and like, interesting. And like seeing, yeah. seeing those uh, characters basically like doing like the super realistic looking like katas with their weapons and stuff. Like I watched those videos over and over and over. And like, I, yeah. I absolutely just wanted to play Soul Calibur 2 and nothing else. Uh, and it was, be- it was because like they had moved tech forward and i don't i don't know if the regular fighting was done with mocap but those weapon demonstrations 100 percent were yeah and like they, they look so amazing i think they still hold up today if you were to go look back like the models aren't great but like the movement is so fluid and amazing yeah it feels like there's so many games in that era like that sort of like mid 90s to late aughts that um you could point to you could point you know to the to something like we mentioned grand theft auto 3 but like the 
the interlinked uh, castle design in Eco or uh, uh, the playing Assassin's Creed for the first time and, and sort of the crowd physics in that and being able to sort of brush past people. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, we're replaying Half-Life 2 now uh, and, you know, even now it's like, oh, this is pretty a pretty clever use of, of weight and physics and stuff like that. And you're like, man, in 2006, this would have... Well, the fact that you can just drag an, an object from the beginning of that game... Through levels, through levels, yeah, blow, like that's blowing my mind as you guys do it. Yeah, the fact so that like, we're dragging this fucking David the Gnome <laughs> like across this entire city, and and you know, able to think that we failed and then pull him out right at the last second with the gravity gun. Um, I guess the gravity gun as a whole is is yeah. I think you know, I think the next game that is gonna do that for me is Starfield. After watching that presentation, like just just the fact that like you can just fly around in space and board somebody's ship and take it over and take off their stuff. Like just take their literally take the individual items off their ship and put them onto your ship and collect sandwiches. Like that moment in that stream was like, okay, like that's, that's really neat. Cause I was hoping like no man's sky was going to do that for me, but it just looked so ugly at the time and everything. And like this, it just didn't it, No, like Starfield to me, like the the thing, like if they can, you know, from the presentation, they were showing like how detailed the cities were on the planets and all that, and then like going from outer space. You know, it's just I, I feel like that I feel like that game's gonna be a needle pusher for me. I hope so, but yeah, I do like, like yeah, like the crowds in Assassin's Creed. I brought up Bad Company, but the game that blew my mind for like the scale of multiplayer back then was Battlefield Two when it came to consoles. Mm-hmm. Battlefield Two Modern Combat, uh, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I think another one was like Viking. Like I literally just loaded it up on my emulator. Viking Battlefield Battle Two was called Modern Combat on consoles. There's- yeah, it was called Battlefield Two on PC, and then they released like a console port called Battlefield Two Modern Combat. And that was before Modern Warfare. Yeah, names are dumb. Yeah, Come names, are, names, names, names are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems like a lot of people think uh, VR is the next paradigm shift, right? Like, I mean, Half Life uh, Alex was like I was just about to bring that up. Like Half Half Life Alex to me was like this is like beyond next gen. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Like being in a being in a horror moment in that game. Like there's there's a moment where you're like you're like kind of like an alien isolation tension thing, and I'm like being in VR and poking my head around the corner or like just moving an object quietly so he doesn't hear me. Like that mm-hmm. blew my mind. I, like no other thing has done before in that kind of game. So like, and that's why VR is so annoying to me because I'm like, oh man, Horizon gave a VR. That sounds awesome. Sony has the budget to make like a Half-Life Alex level game. Oh, it's a climbing and shoot the arrow thing. <laughs> like, is that yeah. that, did that game release? Yes, it did. It launched with the PS. Nobody too. talked about. It. <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember seeing a single review for that. Yeah. Uh, literally no one purchased a PSVR 2 yeah. Sony's like come on someone has to buy one <laughs> they still haven't put it on sale <laughs> yeah I don't know we, yeah we don't need to get a VR debate <laughs> again but it, yeah it feels like more people would talk about how revolutionary Half-Life Alex was if but it's in VR it, that's just yeah, the, it, can, it can't be revolutionary if it's not in VR <laughs> yeah and so, it can't so, no, I'm just curious yeah. like prior to Alex though like VR by itself, it did it not blow your mind at any point before? Like, because like the first time you experienced it, like, was there nothing in there that was so no, it, no, it definitely, it, it definitely blew my mind. But a lot of it, like, I mean, Beat Saber blew my mind when that came out. But yeah, um, a lot of it, 
up until Half-Life Alex really just felt like tech demos for a lot of games, even though they had sure. like cool concepts and stuff like that. Right, yeah. But like Half-Life Alex was the first thing that like really felt like this is a true game built around VR to impress the shit out of you and use it to like its full potential where everything has a narrative reason. Like I can like taking uh whatchamacallit, J Mate did it in like one of his first design dolls, and I didn't even know you could do it. And as soon as I saw it, I like put on the headset, went back in and did it. <laughs> like pick up a a whiteboard marker and write on the whiteboard with the marker in oh, game. Alex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like he was literally drawing notes for his video on the whiteboard and Alex. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's next level, but again, doesn't get the it's amount just, of attention because such a small fraction of yeah normal ass gamers play it i wonder i wonder if they had called it half-life 3 if that would have made a difference like if people would have bought vr and be like i keep it so this is half-life 3 y'all that would have just pissed off so many people that they had to spend 600 dollars to play one or a thousand dollars to play one game from from your description it sounds like that would have because i remember uh, the conversation uh, marty and yahtzee had uh, the other day about like valve used to making games and like the pressure and uh, expectation like they wait for those kind of genre defining moments to like put out uh iterations because they keep doing it yeah. it sounds like that might have actually been the thing and they missed the boat by being a little too scared to just say this is the next half-life thing instead they made it a prequel uh, yeah i think they, they would have burned good- goodwill to a lot of people i don't know you liked it you said your mind was blown it was I don't my, my I, but I I'm I'm privileged and got an index for free as a reviewer. <laughs> like if somebody if you had to tell somebody you got to spend a thousand dollars because like the thing with the index is the controllers mm. or can track your individual fingers. Right. Yeah. And exactly, like yeah. that is used to full effect in Half Life Alex. So like that even that was blowing my mind because like you can you know like pick up an object and twist it around in your fingers like you would in real life and I was like that's this is wild. And you it seems like you like it more because it's a really good vr game and not so much you're not like a crazy half-life like lore junkie right like no, you no. like ah the continuation I, of alex's story no but i loved it i mean i loved it as a game and a vr showcase like, sure yeah yeah because like it, it every all the different sections of the games like tested another type of game in vr like having a horror game in vr that has a horror mm-hmm. segment it has a platforming segment it has a shooting segment it has a puzzle segment it had everything all encapsulated in a game where it all made sense yeah and so like you know being able to like when a head crab jumps at you and picking up a barrel and knocking it away and then shooting it like that's incredible to me <laughs> i mean maybe some yeah, maybe valve's, valve's still got it they just don't show it. Everyone. They, should make, they should just make another one. Honestly, like I, I understand the the idea. Like, oh, because there's this big barrier to playing the thing that folks mm-hmm. who've been waiting on it would be very upset that they couldn't just go get it. But yeah. is that not the same thing of having a game on exclusive new console? Like, oh, new PlayStation a thing, PS5 and, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the it's, same it's thing. The same I feel thing. like those folks it's... would get over it because if they really want it, they're just gonna go. They, they have the PCs because that you know that's their yeah you know, the thing that they're gonna play. They're just gonna buy the index and they're gonna play it. Need room, I guess. That's one thing, right? Like that's one difference. <laughs> that's also true. Like, like you, you need, play, yeah, you can play like, it sitting down. You can play, play Alex. You can, yeah, you can play most VR games just sitting down. There's there's standing room only, and then there's there's full room scale. I don't I don't use my whole room for VR. I'm usually standing in one spot. 
Mostly because I'm too scared to walk around and I have hit my head on things or I've punched my dog or something like that. It's <laughs> you punched your dog. Well, not on oh, purpose. No. Like he comes in and I'm like playing beats there, like bam, like, oh shit. Oh my god. This wouldn't happen with uh, Apple VR because your weird fake eyeballs would appear on it. And you'd be able to see everything. <laughs> everything would be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I I think I think we've I do think like we've reached a level of like there's not a lot that's gonna like surprise us as gamers anymore because we're old and you know like somebody yeah. getting brand new in the game like a kid is gonna be shocked by everything that comes out like, yeah but i think like for me to be really like it needs to be like a level of scale but like not just scale but detail in that scale of like being able to enter every building in night city or something like that because like sure. I, I think like the the thing that blew my mind in night city is like when you go in, uh, it's like at the start of the game, you get into like where your apartment is and you take that elevator up and then it's in a whole apartment complex and you see the whole city moving below you and around you. And, and you're like in the apartment building, I was like, that, that's crazy. But like, it's gotta be scale. It's gotta be something like physics based, like, you know, f- physics still blows people's minds and games when it's there. Yeah. The, the recent little two recent physics things, I guess that stick out to me are, um, well, everything in Tears of the Kingdom. Mostly everything I see other people doing in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I yeah, can't believe you can do that. Yeah. I didn't know that was legal. Uh, and then uh, this is a small, dumb one, but in The Last of Us Part Two, there's a scene where you need a, yeah, it's like a rope. cord or a yeah, rope. Yeah, yeah, and the cord or rope physics are just so good. And it gets like snagged on things. And like, you can kind of like lasso it and throw it. And like, it's just, it just feels like an actual, again, I don't know if it's a long cord or a rope, but it just feels like that thing which is something that I never realized games like things like that in games don't feel like that. Like in Casey, like some of those, those puzzles in Half-Life two, where you're trying to like plug its stuff in mm-hmm. and you know, the cords get all wonky and stuff like the cords in Half-Life or in last was two just feel like real cords, mm-hmm. which was just, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Like just to be surprised at, at a thing working the way it's supposed to in a virtual yeah. world, especially when you yeah. get used to the virtual version It's like, Oh, this should behave like this, but Oh no, it, this that's real yeah <laughs> yeah which i guess is also like that's kind of the tears of the kingdom thing it's like oh yeah i guess all this does make sense logically like if you put x y and z together they would act like this and well, so and that's, it, it, and that's where like the i think the immersive sim genre has kind of fallen off is because like people i think people like the immersive sims because like every solution they think of work like throw a box at a window it breaks the glass Put yeah. a, a door is closing, slide something underneath it to stop it from closing, you know? Like, yeah, pour water know, on a flame, the flame goes out. And a, yeah, and a lot of, I think a lot of developers took Immersive Sim to be like, you can enter it any way you want, and, you know, like, some of these things work, but it's like, no, like, an Immersive Sim, everything needs to work. And, yeah. You know, I need to be able it's gotta to... It's got to be hard. That's got to be really hard to make. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially especially now. with how, yeah, all, all the tech has caught up. So it's like, all right, if everything's going to behave real and our world is going to look real, it's like, how much extra effort is it going to take to do all of that yeah i guess is it almost like you need to choose is it gonna look real or is it gonna feel real like tears well, of kingdom doesn't look real but it feels real in a weird way yeah because yeah, it doesn't have any real stuff in the real world it has its own yeah. stuff that works yeah. in a way that it would if we were in that world yeah, so like, yeah. that does seem like sort of a a way to get around it yeah yeah well that's what yeah. like bone bone works uh, uh in vr too which is also like another mind-blowing vr game like that was a game for me like where the locomotion was mind-blowing because you have like your full three bot 3d body in the space and the yeah. puzzles can be solved in a bunch of different ways so like one of the ones was like there's an automatic turret that's going to be shooting at you and 
you know, you can mess with like all the different objects in the world. And so like one of the solutions I found was like, just pick up a trash can and use it as a shield while walking towards the gun and then you yeah. know, bash the shield gun out of the way with my shield. And then to get over the wall, like grab a, grab a two by four, lay it down and then walk up the two by four. Like that's, yeah. that's stuff that blows my mind when I play it. But uh, yeah. I yeah. That, I guess it's just like a game being like a good scene partner and like a game not saying no like if you have a dumb idea the game is like well yeah you could do that in here that was kind of what i'm hoping from starfield <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see i don't know yeah even i guess like past starfield is there so nick you think starfield's the next big one do you see anything else on the horizon past that like whether this year or stuff we've even seen at e3 like i imagine stuff in spider-man 2 is going to be really impressive but like i don't know if it's going to be like i've never seen this before or just this is a very impressive open world game. I kind of have a strong yeah. feeling that's going to be more of the same. Like yeah, it's more good. Of the same. Like yeah, it's good, yeah, but prettier like, version of yeah. Yeah, like I, I, but I can't, I can't imagine that they're. I think going to be at the forefront of what everyone is doing for the next ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No shade, like no some shade of the, um, Yeah, some of the, like, I think there was like a bunch of leaked details from like Rockstar or from the new GTA, where like bullets will act a certain way and like, you know every i don't i don't remember all the details I, I remember like one of them being like real body physics and stuff like that because like gta has always been pretty good about that like red dead you shoot somebody in the foot and they'll grab their foot and jump up and down and like yeah, <laughs> yeah. it sounds kind of demented but you know like i'm yeah. sure i'm sure gta 6 is gonna be like yeah if you uh, you can just shoot the gun out of somebody's hand without actually shooting their hand off kind of thing you know and, i mean that report came out that i think but, you could do that in like red dead already yeah i think you can too that report came out that they analysts think that by the time it launches, it will have been a two billion dollar game. That surprised me at all. That wouldn't like between somebody carried a two where they, I don't think they should. Between, <laughs> no, that, 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 don't put a B where they should have. They're, if they're if they're taking that engine and just upgrading it to the max, like I mean, Red Dead and, and GTA Five are very physics heavy games. And I guess it's a thousand employees all making. Yeah, or however, more <laughs> probably more than a thousand employees all making X, and then the R and D, and they've been working on it for like a, a team started working on it as soon as GTA Five shipped. And obviously, right. it was a small team, but um, I mean, I think the way they're I, my weird prediction for that game is like the way they're going to blow everybody's mind is like a Night City level detail where you can enter any building, kind of thing, and you know, like every every building's open. There's people living their lives in those buildings. I don't. I don't think like a empty, faceless, open world is going to do it to really blow people away with GTA again. And then the writers are going to be like, "Welcome to Fart Burger." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was able to enter Fart Burger. Uh, do you guys think we'll see that this year? No. GTA Six this year? Not really. Like, see but see it. No, 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 oh, not yeah. Okay. Really. Oh, see, like something. For, uh, you know what? It's summertime already i'm gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was gonna lead to it yeah uh somebody did somebody um, yeah, did mention I don't, I don't, um, yeah, so. somebody did mention baller's gate 3 in the jet i do think that game is gonna blow my mind for like dialogue choices and everything just what they've shown like the detail of that world is basically an immersive sim in an rp like a crpg which <laughs> like divinity original sin 2 did did surprise me a lot with like how much the world like just reacted to things you did I think Baldur's Gate 3 will, will do that too. And it's going to blow people's minds for the ability to have sex with a bear. Yep. <laughs> I guess a bear changeling or a bear druid. I'm not 
Sure, people were uh, people were excited for that. Uh, also, Rel and uh, Crosa, welcome to Early Access. Thank you, Rel and Crosa. Welcome. Uh, you've you have access to great stuff. Yahtzee's new uh, zero punctuation on uh, Day of the Diver, Frost's second episode of the Stuff of Legends, um, and of course on Saturday you'll have access to um, Adventures Nice Season Three Episode One. Um, I do, I do, I do think uh, Frontiers of Pandora Avatar might surprise us too with the scale of that world. Ooh, big gym. Because I mean, like, they, right, and they, even right. even in the trailer, they showed us like from the ground level all the way up to the floating islands and stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of massive scale. I can see. It. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the games we saw at E3 and like what, like the Fable stuff. I'm like, oh, is this game? Is this actually the game? I don't know. I'm sure the Fable. Wouldn't, good, yeah, when we, but, like, when we see it, it might. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I, I feel. For this generation, I, like we I have been, we've we've been so delayed on this generation. I feel like we're we're really just now exiting the PS4, Xbox One gen. To me, yeah. like I feel like to me, honest to God, like Baldur's Gate three and Starfield are like the start of the new gen to me. Like those are two games that I think like really push the boundaries. Yeah, what are we like four? <laughs> yeah, we're like four we're years. No, in. We're like three years in. No, we're, we're about to be. We'll we'll be three years in October. Yeah, we'll, we're we're, we'll be. Yeah, we'll be three years, but you know think back to the pandemic and how it slowed everything down like it everything right, but was also the fact that AAA takes freaking 5 6 years a decade now. a decade now yeah 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 i'm trying to think what's like been the there's things in final fantasy 16 that are really that are really impressive but um nothing about that game has blown my mind i like it nothing has blown my mind <laughs> what about the dog no the dog gets older <laughs> this cool, cool stuff but nothing about the design of that game <laughs> It's done anything. What about when he yells Joshua? (laughs) Nope. His brother's name's Joshua. Nope. Did we, uh, you, you, you kind of turned a corner on that game though. Yes. Yes. I'm enjoying it. It's just not impressing me. (laughs) I like the characters and the story, but nothing about it has impressed me. Yeah. It's very much. No, no. You don't think the the big icon fights aren't um, impressing mm-hmm. you? No, I played that in Godzilla Destroy All Humans in two thousand two. It, it is oh, right, <laughs> right. Right. Listen, I just had to put up with two hours of Yahtzee and Yahtzee's <laughs> minions in chat. Be like, get game, no like shit. I didn't game say it looks. Like, I didn't say it looks like game. shit. I just don't think that. I think the icon fights are they're cool. They're cool to look at. I don't it's think they're mechanically right. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's it's the pinnacle <laughs> yeah. of of quick time event level yeah. of quick time event but like yeah I, I i get why someone maybe wouldn't be impressed it's a it's it's a roller coaster ride with mad safety measures put on <laughs> yeah <laughs> where do you guys stand in quick time events because i've become crazy pro quick time events and i don't know what happens there's a I'm there's a place them. for them like i do feel like uh used used in smart and interesting ways they do add to a sense of like connection to what is essentially just a cutscene. Um, so in those instances, they don't take away anything because otherwise you'd just be watching a cutscene anyway. So like I'm kind of fine with it. But like, yeah, when they when it's leaned heavily as supposed to like when most of the game and most of the cool stuff that's happening is quick time event based, then you're not playing a game anymore. 
Like you're just like you're giving me a movie and, pre- and making me, you know what? And pretending as if I have something to do with it. Fucking just, fucking rise moved quick time event forward and nobody's picked it up since. So I don't want to hear because you're too, you're too afraid to stream I, it. I don't, I don't want to hear any more shit. Talk- okay. I'll stream it, but I don't want to hear any more shit talking about QTEs because rise pushed the medium forward for QTEs that were actually fun. And you all said, fuck that game. And rise is like, play that game. Fuck so you too. I didn't give it a second. I did that the game because I never played it. Now that I'm a uh, born again cutie, that I need to go back to play. I need it's to go like, back and like play. It's like three dollars on PC. Go get it. It's I don't want to play good. on PC. <laughs> Is it on you Game can Pass? use a controller. It has to be on, on Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. I don't want to sit this it's chair. Not on Game Pass. This is my work chair. This is it's my not chair. on Game Pass. No. How is it, How not, is it not on Game, game Pass? Was it the first party Microsoft game? Because Crytek probably owns the rights. I think. At least buy it. It's on sale all the time for like three dollars. Yes. Okay. Don't. Yeah, it must. It must be your library. I think it was like a games with gold, like eight times or something. It's in there. Rest in peace. Everybody in chat is telling me to stream it. I will happily stream that game. That game's fun. I don't want to hear it. No, no, everybody should order 1886 because it needs to be balanced. I don't have a PS4. I don't think it's on their. I don't think it's on their. I don't think they have it on their streaming service. Buy it. I don't. I own it. Oh yeah, my PS4 can play. No, I don't know if it can. PS5 can play PS4 games. Not all of them. Can yes. it? Not all of them. Yes. No. It can. You can download any game you own digitally on PS4. I don't own it digitally. I have a physical copy. You can put any disc, any PS4 disc into a PS5 and play it. But do I have the It's phys- not any disc. It's any it like PS4 a list. Game, no, it? any PS4 game you can play on a PS5. I don't know. <laughs> I was so confident when this started. And I'm, I'm pretty so sure. I'm pretty sure. Because remember they... Remember PlayStation released that that graphic that was like a big ass P and it just had like, oh, some of this stuff was going to come confirmed, forward. I confirmed it's playable on PS5. <laughs> I do. I remember. I never. Yeah, it is playable on PS5. I, I know. I just, I just confirmed it. I Googled it instead of yeah. arguing about it. <laughs> I like how after minutes of arguing, you're like, I've taken the high road. I'm like, We've all been arguing. I did. I snoped you. No, you didn't. But there is a list. Some games don't work. I yeah, don't think I, so. I, I don't think there's a single PS4 game that doesn't work on PS5. I know there is. It's just it's probably a game that you wouldn't want to play anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Challenge, challenge accepted. Can't play PT on it. Take that, bitch. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, Damn. Uh, read us. <laughs> uh, I still think PT is probably the coolest game ever made because you can't play. It. <laughs> you can't, well, play cool, can't play Drive yeah. Club anymore either, unless you own a copy of it. Hashtag Drive Club. I want a copy of it. Of course you do. Skelly Boy of the $5 dollar dono. Thank you so much, Skelly Boy. You're the you're the, my only true friend. Uh, <laughs> late to the point, uh, but Shadows of the Doubt. Uh, EA, early access and buggy, but you can go in every single room in the city. Uh, that was the one Yahtzee reviewed a little while it's ago, a te- right? It's, it's a early detective early access game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, um, I, I am waiting for like... Return of the Obra Dinn was close. I am waiting to see like how uh, Shadows of Doubt makes it to 1.0 and like if it's a really an immersive sim like detective game that will blow my mind if that actually works out the way they want it to yeah like you have to track in real time a crime across a city and it's not just a scripted event like that's cool (laughs) so what so like will it continuously give you crimes i haven't yes it's all procedurally generated oh that's that's tricky yeah, it, it, Yahtzee um, says it works I, right I'm, now. I'm, incre- I'm, I'm intrigued, though. Yeah, Yahtzee says it, like, the base is there. It works. They just need to add more variety and stuff. So 
it's got to be like a really small team, though, right? Like, I don't know. I wonder if after it goes into e- after Windows Early Access and got like positive attention that they staffed up. Oh, I'm sure they did. That game sold. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they got like a bunch of uh, pre-orders. How many, maybe. How many reviews does that have now? Remember Valheim? I do. Remember how for a little while that was like the biggest game in the world? Yeah. What happened? Still, is there still like fucking four hundred thousand concurrence and I just don't know because I don't give a shit. Let's check Steam charts. Yeah, I, I, I always spell I it with a V, not, but it's never that. I could not be asked to give a fuck. Still, about that. still has sixteen thousand concurrent players. So yeah, it's still big. It's still huge, actually. Yeah, yeah but are they like adding things? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they just released their big second big expansion, like or their first big expansion, not too long ago. Was it Remnant Two? I don't know. The other made-up thing you talk about? No. no, no. <laughs> You know, what, you know what game is like was really innovative and like is still huge. It's the third most played game on Steam right now. Rust. Oh yeah, remember Rust? Mm-hmm. People were, you were just that was kind of like Valheim, right? You're big. You're like a naked yeah, dude in I the think, woods yeah, trying to figure shit out. Basically, yeah. another one of those. Yeah, it, it, it's one of the. It was one of the earlier games that like just put you in a world and then you build the world and the world react like people online react to you and you create. It's all just player driven sandbox stories. Yeah. Yeah, Mouse yeah. Russ Russ is still huge. There are currently eighty four thousand people playing it right now. That's a lot of people. That's just below yeah. the only two games above it are Dota two and Counter Strike. Today you learned. The, the, yeah, these these are like survival fast, sim things, which are to me more like social experiments for humans. <laughs> It's like, oh, let's, like, if we put a, a group of people in this, like, apocalyptic wasteland, how are they going to behave? And they just get real <laughs> uh, mischievous? Yeah. I, I'm curious, like... Because it's hilarious. This would be super illegal, but oh, no. if we were to do this sort of thing in real life, do you think people would behave the same way? Or is it because it's virtual? Just because it's virtual. It's, well, right? you know I don't want to find out. I don't want to... F- I don't want somebody to chase me down with a rock and beat my ass with it. <laughs> because <laughs> that's all like that's all that's all no you're not even in your underwear and rust you start naked like just legit yeah butt just naked. bare butt nude naked like and people the show, just yeah, people, the show pipe cool. yes people just run around pointing at your <laughs> dick and then beat pipe. you with a rock <laughs> and you see everyone's dong yeah and they just people run around beat you with a rock when you're trying to go find stuff to put clothes on <laughs> why doesn't everyone work together and create society because that wouldn't be fun <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't the do that. Had fun doing it. <laughs> we don't do that in the real world. That's true. <laughs> so I guess art, art imitates life. Yeah. Uh, that's really funny. Uh, Casey, you've been, you've been playing anything? Watching anything? Uh, yeah, I've been really busy. So I, I, I've not been playing anything that I can openly talk about. Um, um, I finished Barry, though. Oh, yeah. Um, what did you think of the ending? You finished my without, dog? I guess without spoiling. Yeah, I, I will not spoil yeah, it. Yeah, you finished you finished Nick's dog. <laughs> How rude. I, I won't spoil anything, but um I I think it has a good ending. Like the way uh it kind of wraps up the story is is a really cool and interesting and bittersweet thing. But they really kind of tripped over their own feet to get there. Like a bunch of stuff happens in that last season that does not make sense. Like just logically doesn't track based on like how the characters behave, how they react, stuff they do, um, events that happen. Like they're like that. That season is a little trippy in certain places where it seems like characters are like maybe 
losing their minds a little bit, but it never really clarifies in, in a meaningful way whether that's the case or not, which on one hand could be an artistic choice, but it's like, there's some, like some of the stuff has physical evidence of something did happen here, but then it's never explained what the hell happened. And it's like, we, they just move yeah. off from that and, and get like, on with the actual ending. Without, without being super specific, there's like a, a home invasion scene. Yes, that is, is like a big one. Yeah. The scariest thing I've seen on like, TV. I was like, no way this is real. Yeah, right? And yeah. I don't get an answer one way or the other yeah. in regards to what it, whatever the hell happened there. And like that, that's s- a little frustrating. But like the way the way it wraps up, like makes a lot of sense. It's just, I don't know, maybe they were spinning their wheels to actually get there. Because like I thought this, I thought the show was over at the end of the last season. Like, I'd have been yeah. like, oh, Barry's done. That's oh, it felt great, like it. Yeah. yeah like, that's a great story. So this last season did feel a little like, well, we have to do a, another season. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because if anyone who, like, jumped on the first season was like, oh, this is a really funny show with a little bit of darkness to it. It's like, ooh, that, that ratio yeah, swaps it, it by the end. Swaps. Yeah. It remains, there's, like, darkly funny, but, um, yeah, it is a, that is a bleak final season. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just cool that, like, uh, I think we've talked about this before, but there's this like new generation of of comedians who have become incredible dramatic storytellers with, with Donald Glover and with uh, Jordan Peele uh, and and obviously Bill Hader. So um, it's it's cool to see that. I just want Tim Robinson from uh, I think you should leave. I want him to be the next one. I want him to make some fucking dark horror movie. Like I, I believe in you, Tim Robinson. I, I can't imagine what that he's got it in him. He's got it in him. They said, I'm sure you, if you watched Community, you know one would be like, oh, this guy has Troy has has something like Atlanta in him. I don't think that. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing like Bill Hader. If you're watching like fucking Stefan on SNL, no one would have thought that he had Barry season four in him. But um, yeah, Barry's very good. I didn't mean that as in very good. I just was going to say Barry is Nick. Have you been watching? <laughs> I was going to say you could have just ran with that. Nobody would have noticed, but you you, you went back on it. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's been a busy week for media, so I finally watched a Dungeons and Dragons movie. How um, good is it? It's it's oh, did that, no. yeah, did it's did not that come bad. out on a thing. No, it's like it's is that on a streaming thing. Yeah, it's um, on Paramount. God yes, I think so. I think it's on HBO. It's on the streaming too. service no one has. It's on, maybe it's on HBO? I thought it was on HBO. Oh, I watched um, it on Paramount. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I had a lot of fun with it. There's like a lot of one-liners in it that I really love. Like the one, oh, he's a son of a bitch. Oh, is his mom? Oh, that's a problem. Literal? <laughs> yeah. He takes everything literally. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I bet he's got something up his sleeve. No, just my arm is up my sleeve. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it it manages to do, it does humor without falling into the MCU quip. Yeah, quip yeah. It, it's all like um, set up really well, humor. And like it, the, the best part too is like there's payoffs at the end for some of the humor that happens earlier too. Yeah, like the ending it reminded scene me, of the movie. <laughs> oh, the ed- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me a lot of... Uh, kind of like pirates of the caribbean like a funnier pirates of the caribbean mm-hmm. that sort of sense of adventure um really charismatic characters like really great sort of story about found family um yeah. i think it's like well, it's an underrated movie more people should check that out yeah i like that it just doesn't take itself seriously like it felt it's kind of felt like adventures nine to me where it's like it's just kind yeah. of like a goofy goofy movie it knows what it is it's yeah. not trying to be anything <clears throat> more than that it has a little family message for the family and that's mm-hmm. really about it so you know it's kind of a yeah, and uh, I think they casted it perfectly too. 
Hell, I, I, I mean, I'd like to see Dave Batista in the next one because <laughs> I feel like I feel like him like re just being in that would movie be, would be great. He would be fun in that world. Uh, yeah. Also, it finally proves Chris Pine won the Chris Wars. I think Chris Pine is the best of the Chris's. I, I, yeah, yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris Pine is my favorite. He's, I mean, he's just funny. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris Pratt's fun, but he's I wouldn't say he's like super funny outside of Parks and Rec. Maybe it's because we've gotten too much of the other Chris's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but I did watch. Yeah, yeah Chris um, Pine does kind of go. He flies under the radar. I have yeah. watched um, the first three episodes of Witcher season three, and I'm still. It's like still a show that I like. I have no inclination to like run back to to watch. I don't. I don't know. I like. I feel like the show doesn't understand its own tone to me. Like it's in a really dark and grimy world. Everything is like really shitty, but the writing is like not in line with that to me like it's very quippy it's very jokey like it has its serious moments and then it's like underpined by a joke which really annoys me in in writing these days um i don't know like like even like the some of the action scenes just aren't great like there's a action scene in episode three where Geralt is fighting a monster in the cgi it's just really bad it's crazy how little of a cultural footprint both it and secret invasion seem to have right now yeah. compared to like, um, Witcher season one felt like a big event. And there was that whole yeah, coin to the Witcher the, thing yeah, that went viral. And- yeah. Yeah. And people were, people were all like hot and bothered over, over Henry Cavill. And then there's, there's just like going, going back to WandaVision. That was like a huge deal. Like, Oh my God, the MCU is on TV. And now it's like, I don't know. Fucking I, I think, yeah, I think it was the novelty for The Witcher. It was like the first really big video game adaptation. Not, I mean, that's not the first big one, but I think it was like the most notable adaptation. Yeah, one of the big ones in Netflix and being like, oh my God, look, it's Netflix. I don't, I'm way not sure it. if the video game meanness of that was why that caught on. Like, I think it. On it social had media this, definitely did. Well, for like among us, but like regular people who don't give a shit about games were watching The Witcher. And I think it was because, one, it's a fantasy thing and fantasy is popular. Thanks to you know the long because it came like after Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, and then um, also Netflix's algorithm, right? Like they like they know how to make a show that a bunch of uh, the populace will enjoy, and like they stick yeah. it in that top ten list. Who knows if that thing's real or not? But like they just yeah. stick it in there, and a bunch of people watch it, and they're like, "Oh, this was cool. This was fun. I liked it." Yeah, so, like, I'm, it was I'm like not sure the fact that it was a video game was like a super big deciding factor. And they've said like they use algorithms to like know like uh, they say sort of like engineer how each episode ends so that you feel the need to watch the next one immediately like that's why so many things end on like these kind of cliffhangers and you're like well why does everything have to end yeah. on a cliffhanger but just yeah, wrap up your story yeah, i think uh, darren darren wrote, darren wrote an article like where the witcher is at its best when it's not trying to be game of thrones and like yeah. so much of the season is trying to be game of thrones with the politics and like i can't even follow it like mm, I, you know yeah. you go back to like house of the dragon you can follow each of those storylines and understand what the hell's going on and with the Witcher, like it goes to like three different kingdoms. It goes to the mages. It goes to Geralt. It goes to another person. I'm like, there's so much. Like, I like, you don't spend enough time with any of this for me to really get what's going on. You hit your touchpad, it'll bring up active time lore. Yeah. You, <laughs> you need it. You need you needed to watch this show because, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I go, I think about the game, and I'm like, there were like two, two, three factions, and I understood who they, what all their motivations were, and everything. The show yeah. keeps going back to the mages, and I have no idea what the fuck they want. I have no idea. Yeah. I have to like I don't have the time to go back and watch season one and two to get it. But like mm-hmm. like yeah. like uh, Yennefer's whole storyline to me is just a jumbled mess. Like she starts off as you know the 
whatever uh, uh, morphed human back at the farm. She suddenly becomes a mage. She suddenly can't have kids. She suddenly, Geralt hates her. Suddenly he loves her again. I, whatever. It, it's just a, it's just a show. Like I'm having a hard time. Like, I'm like, I want to like you, but you're making it real hard. Also, <laughs> do you think, like a 500 years old or something like that, right? I don't even know. I don't know. Do you There's, think she was originally supposed to be named Jennifer and it was a typo and they just had to stick with it? <laughs> no. no. We got to fucking call her Jennifer. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like in, uh, in, in the D and D movie, there was that character. It was a Jonathan. <laughs> They, the, the, this, the bird guy they keep calling Jonathan. This this show, <laughs> The Witcher show, would have been just better to me if it was just Geralt in series story escaping the wild hunt and just go with that. <laughs> like, yeah, it seems like that would have been a no brainer. But yeah, but no, they but, they keep trying to drag all these different people into it. And I just yeah, I gave up on it. Anyway, uh, I had also uh, played Tesla Grad Two. I finished that. Oh, nice. You finished it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go back for the secret ending because the final boss fight pissed me off quite a bit. <laughs> Even though once I figured it out, it was very easy. It just very much annoyed me for a minute. Um, yeah. There was, there's, how, how did you fare? How did you fare against the deer? That pissed me off too. <laughs> the time, they, did not, they did not time those spawns right for the enemies. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was pretty frustrating. Yeah, but the, man, but, that, that game feels great. Yeah, I love everything about that game besides the boss fights. The music is fantastic. The visuals are fantastic. It's nice, short, and sweet Metroidvania. I never got lost, which is my favorite type of Metroidvanias. Just really fun game. And you should go back and play the original because they remastered, if you like that one. I, yeah, I've been thinking about checking that out. And I think the original isn't really more, is more of like a straightforward platformer than a Metroidvania. Mm. Where I would say this one, yeah. this one's like I don't know, Tesla Grad Two is like super, super light Metroidvania. Like you barely have yeah. to backtrack at all, unless you want to go get the collectibles and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I found myself uh, very much lost because I did some backtracking and got to like a bunch of secret areas, and there's like some cool secret shit. Like I, like there's this thing that you like it makes a clone of you and then you have to go run and find a specific location otherwise it teleports you back oh, so like I didn't even find i'm that. so far away like i was like right at the top of the map like where the game is ending before i like dropped really far down to like yeah. look for secrets and shit yeah. now uh i'm very lost and it's gonna take me a long time just to get back to where i was <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where i am but i don't know how to get back yeah, home so apparently apparently you have to beat the king twice to get the secret ending it's watch on YouTube, which is also the true ending, which is exactly how I'm going to do it. Yes, <laughs> I mean that game's not great about telling you its story, though. Like, no, I have no, no idea what the fuck no, happened. Right? Yeah, like it's just stuff that's happening. It'll show you a bunch of paintings. Yep. Over time, and it's like, and you can miss those too. Right? Yeah, you have to collect them all. So uh, I'm not sure what the value of a secret ending would be in a game that barely tells you. The story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm happy with the ending I got. I'm out. It's gonna be a tease for <laughs> the inevitable Tesla Grad Three. Yeah. Um, and I mean, then bring it on. The, uh, yeah, and then the other game I've been playing I can't talk about until August 10th, so you got a while to wait. But uh, it's a game that I Starfield. enjoyed. I don't know if I enjoyed, though. It's one of those games. Garfield game? No. Garfield? Garfield? No, you Marty said Darfield. Darfield? I said Starfield. No, you I said, said Starfield. I said Starfield as a joke because Nick was talking about Starfield earlier, and I know what the game is, and I know it's not Starfield. And then I thought uh, you said Garfield. And no, I, I said Garfield because I thought I thought you said something that sounded like Starfield, <laughs> but wasn't Starfield because you couldn't say Starfield. Uh, and so then, I said it's a Garfield game. <laughs> Nick, can we play more Garfield games? If, if, Garfield if, if, if the next Garfield, yeah, if a Garfield movie comes up, you can have a Garfield movie. Are we weeks on uh, Friday? The last game I've been oh, playing. Are you, 
is oh, I'll just, I'll, yeah go ahead sorry. Uh, sorry the last game I've been playing is uh, Final Fantasy 16 obviously and it yeah. turned a corner mm-hmm. for me it turned a corner for me after the village scene uh, where you come back from the Deadlands yeah and then like you get your second that's like right after you get your second power and that's when the combat mm-hmm. kind of like opened up for me yeah the combat especially watching it takes to go through the first two hours like <laughs> yeah. that opening two hours the combat is very good opening several hours is very grindy until you have a full roster of uh of um icon powers and that's that's when stuff really opens up and yeah, starts actually idea. feeling good in the yeah. demo for them to skip you forward to try that out because, to give you yeah. that little thing because otherwise you'd be like oh is this all there is yeah, like, combat is very samey without yeah. it e- e- yeah even even with those extra powers it's still pretty samey but like I'm, I'm I'm pretty I feel like the only story I'm really invested in is like the relationship between um, you and Jill mm-hmm. uh, just I, I like step when brother, like brother <laughs> oh god <laughs> just like when final fantasy does like you know those, those smaller scale stories like between characters um, yeah because like the the whole destroy the crystals thing isn't really exciting to me like it's a lot of like trying to be game of thrones and again confusing politics like who all these factions are and everything like, it's yeah. funny i'm i'm replaying final fantasy one right yeah. now on switch the pixel remaster yeah. and literally the entire thing is find these four crystals <laughs> <laughs> i'm like ah, yeah really. no one can say final fantasy 16 isn't a isn't a uh isn't a final fantasy game because they just they're all about getting those <laughs> yeah. crystals right from the start yeah I, I i think one of the first comments i read on like final fantasy 16 this week was like i wish i would get rid of those damn crystals <laughs> a lot of crystals no and I, as somebody as somebody that hasn't played a lot of final fantasy it only made sense to me with crystal chronicles so oh they love those crystals <laughs> yeah, you know what do. final Fan- uh final fantasy 7 very few crystals but it's all about lifeblood it's the energy it's the mako the energy of the planet yep that's that's it i don't want to talk about mako i don't <laughs> Nick doesn't want to talk about Mako at all. Casey, have you ever heard of uh, Oshinoko? Mm, Oshinoko. No. Oshinoko. Uh, it's this new anime. Uh, season one is done. It's on High Dive, which is a big ask because a lot of people don't High Dive. I like how you only ask KC if he's heard of it, but not me. What if have I've you heard of Oshinoko? What if, what if I've been watching it, Marty? Hmm? If you have, I would lose my goddamn mind. Yeah, if you watch Oshinoko on High Dive. <laughs> First episode is a 90-minute pilot. And this is going to be the worst conversation ever because I'm not going to tell anyone what the show is about because I went in blind on a recommendation and anime YouTubers I follow have been like this. Go in as blind as possible. And there were so many moments in the 90-minute the pilot where I was like, I, I have a... It's one of those things where I was like, I know what this is going to be about. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. And I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. The half an hour in, I know. And then, like, five minutes left in the episode, I'm like, no, no, no. I got it. This is what the flow of the show is going to be. And then something happens, and I'm like, how... How have we gotten this far from the start of the pilot to where we are now? It was, like, the most shocking pilot I've ever seen for an anime. And then uh, I just I just watched it the other night, so I haven't watched any more past that. But um, I don't know if the rest of the season holds up. But it is, is, it is, is probably... Is it there? Like, is, is yeah, it's like 12 episodes. Okay. 12 episodes, it's all out. It's based on an anime or a manga, so I don't know if it's going to keep going or not. And so it's like kind of... It's like about an idol. Uh, like an idol, like a you know pop star idol. Um, but it is so... It is so much more than that. Um, so I highly recommend if anyone has high dive... Or if you don't, if I die, just steal it. Um, crimes. <laughs> commit, commit anime crimes. Uh, the, the show is called Oshi no Ko. Here you go. Oshi no Ko. 
Um, that is my that is my so recommendation for somewhere belongs to someone. That's that's what I'm getting from that title. Is that what that means? I know that no in the middle is like possessive and co is like here, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no here. That, that sounds about right. Oh, I put a big link that did not actually go through. So I don't know how to put a link to this thing in the chat. <laughs> there's too many characters of that link. So I'm not going to do anything there. Oh, there's a free seven day trial of High Dive. Everyone go Google that on High Dive and watch the pilot. That's seven another streaming put it, put it service. A fake credit card, though. It's an anime only streaming service. Oh my God. Yeah. Also, also isn't High Dive a thing that has like a ton of like hentai? shows or something on it i feel like Does it has it? a reputation i actually don't know i actually don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know i do i, don't know I, do I, I read the articles true. i read the articles on high dive <laughs> i don't think i don't know no I don't it's know what you're movies. doing when you're not responding to slack messages yeah it's called cranking the high dive uh i don't know <laughs> yeah um oh according to google it's my favorite idol cool nice um I've also been, uh, I'm almost done with my Christopher Nolan rewatch. Are you guys, well, Barbenheimer, you guys Barbenheimer yeah. this, this weekend? That is the plan this weekend. I am doing the Barbenheimer with the fiance. We're maybe Sunday night. We're, we're going to try and watch both movies back to back. Wow. What order? Uh, I don't know. It depends on when, where we can find the planes and if they line up properly. Cause like sure. that's, that's, that's the a whole lot of movie. Right? Yeah, is three movie. hours long. Yes. I don't think she knows this. So let, let's not, <laughs> <laughs> let's not let her in on this. I've been average three hours long. He's probably watching uh, the podcast. <laughs> you oh, son no. of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Nick, are you gonna are you gonna Oppenheim? I need to go see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning and then yeah, I want to and then too, yeah, I'll go I'll, I'll probably go see Oppenheimer on IMAX. Guys, like movies are like back. It seems like movies are back. <laughs> movies are back. Like, movies, like good ass yeah, shit enjoy it while you have theaters. it because everybody's on strike. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Isn't movies that will crazy? not be back next year. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Everyone was so worried about the theater industry. They start releasing actual quality that's not tied to any cinematic universe, and then the studios don't want to pay anybody. <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. Can't just print out that's money right. with Marvel Forever Studios. Jackasses. What a, what a mess. <laughs> what a fucking mess. Um, do you do you think you the, are... do you think the movies industry is going to see like a rise of like indie publishers like the games industry has? So the interesting thing is, like these actors um, could create their own publishing companies and be fine. So the, the big twenty four, yeah, because they are independent and they are not a part of the AMPA, they agreed to all of the terms of the writers and the actors, and so the both <laughs> guilds were like, "You're free to do a twenty four movies." during this strike and so they just announced how an a24 movie like a, the new david lowry movie the guy who did the green knight is able to go they're just gonna go film it with like real actors hell yeah because they were that like is, yeah we agree to your cool. stuff yeah Absolutely. so yeah this is the time um, for like annapurna to get back into films and this <laughs> is yeah i mean it's yeah. interesting even the um uh, ben affleck and matt damon started a company and air right. was their first yeah, movie yeah, which is right. ironic because it was all about kind of profit participation and every level of the production being able to own profits from successful movies, which is pretty much what air is about, is about, you know, um, you know, yeah, Michael the, Jordan being yeah, one these, of the first. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if like some of these act, more actors do start up their own publishing companies and get away yeah. from the, you know, <laughs> bye bye. Oh, like I never even considered that as like an alternative, like they should a hundred percent do that. Like they should, they should not even bother at this yeah. point and i would say any other like big money entity that's willing to like sensibly be like we will give you what you want because that makes sense should also do it 
Like, yeah. I, like I don't like I don't know who all is in. Imagine the, the goodwill of some billionaire was like, "Fuck it, sure, yeah, it I'll like, start financing this, and yeah, we'll have we'll we'll give you guys exactly what you want in your contracts." You know what, Elon Musk? You can you can wipe away all the bad you've done with Twitter. Just start up a movie production company, give it to the movie people, and let them do what they want with it. He would never do that. <laughs> and Shapiro is directing oh, no. the next great sci-fi movie. Oh, oh no. It's not going to have any sex in it. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> and Shapiro. Yeah, uh, my, I think my, my favorite thing was watching... Uh, what you call it? The guy... Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, he plays Hellboy. Oh, uh, Ron Perlman? Yeah, his yeah, fucking... Burn his, down Bob his, Iger's his, house. His, well, <laughs> yeah. He's like, better watch what you say, because... Uh, there's other ways your house can burn down, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God. That's- yeah, he's like, not paying your rent isn't the only way you can lose a house. <laughs> yeah. Boy, did Hellboy just threaten to burn well, down Popeye's yeah, and, and all the, like, the Twitter blue subscribers like, that's not professional. This is a, this is unhinged. I was like, okay. <laughs> Everybody wants you to be professional when they know they're about to punch you in the face. That's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit, you tell like, me. All, you, all of a sudden, you tell you're, you're going to wait. They, Bodily harm, and now I have to calm down and be yeah. professional. Yeah, you tell me you're gonna wait me out till I lose my house. I got some words for you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, I got very angry. That was good. Uh, support, support artists. Good job, everybody. Uh, do you guys anything else you want to wrap up, Casey? You'll uh, be back in like 25 minutes. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be testing li- a little bit. Um, oh, you uh, did you finish the game? or Are you gonna? No, we. Go into- I think we have maybe a little bit of game and then the final encounter and then we have the final exam for Dante's Inferno uh fun fact Jesse and I did not study oh boy you uh, and yeah and this is a te- this is a test that Jesse and I will both be taking because neither of us know anything about the divine comedy which Dante's Inferno was based on mm. um so Mousecatcher who's in chat right now actually did us a favor and created the quiz so we'll be using Mousecatcher's mm. quiz and taking that live after we're done incredible so let's See what happens. Probably do a quick fail. do a quick Bible reread in the next twenty minutes. Yeah, Dante's Inferno is not in the Bible. It's all fan. Fiction. Oh, is it not? I thought nope. Dante Alighieri wrote the Bible. My mistake. Yeah, because like his hell gets really cold at the bottom, right? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and everybody knows Bible hell never gets cold. No, Bible Bible hell is like Phoenix, where it's been over hundred for like three weeks straight, which sounds terrible. Hell yeah. Apologies, to everyone in Phoenix. Um, what, uh, what else should, uh, folks keep an eye on Casey, what should uh, folks, uh, check out? Uh, yeah. Um, same years nine. That's my tag. You find me on Twitter, uh, should have a review coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, did maybe also have some other stuff coming out and maybe in a week from now that you can check out. I'm being very Finally. big. And, Finally. But, <laughs> but Please everyone, know. when that thing goes out, everybody needs to watch it for the hoops. That have been uh, do I even know that were needed to go through? Uh, no, you. I mean, you sort of know. John and I have been handling it. Uh, Casey's also, been handling it. Oh, sponsored. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, right. there's some other stuff that I'll talk to you guys about later. Uh, but outside of that, a uh, new uh, episode of my personal podcast, The Sigma Show, is out. Check that out um, on your favorite podcast listening service. There's also a video version you can watch on my Twitch or on the Open Party YouTube channel. Um, and Ventures uh, Night season three premiere for members yeah, of Saturday. Exactly, Ventures Night for season three. I'm super excited for that to just be a thing that I watch because, man, like y'all don't know what, like, if y'all really like season two, season three, yes. <laughs> yes. That's all, that's all I can say. <laughs> gonna, but, we're going to put that on the back of the box or yeah. yes. <laughs> it's freaking good. 
Uh, so I can't wait till that gets started. Uh, but like, yeah, all the usual streams, uh, me and Marty on Thursday with Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Adventures uh, of David the Gnome. Chronicles of David. Um, I think that's it. Um, should be around the, book, for the game night as well. The Book but, of David. <laughs> the Book of David, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for me, though. All right. Marty and I will be back tomorrow at the normal time for more Gears of War Judgment. We'll probably finish mm-hmm. that up in two more streams, and then uh, I'll probably play one more surprise Xbox 360 game, not Viva Pinata, something else uh, that I, I want people to see. Uh, and then I will probably start a replay of Uncharted for my next set of retro-ish replays. Sounds like trying to avoid Rise, Son of Rome. Well, I'll, I'll find <laughs> a time to play that too. Um, and then uh, Friday is going to be a little bit different. So Amy will be out. So it will be Childhood Classics with Frost and Will. And they're going to be playing one of my favorite games growing up, Frogger 2. What? Swampy's Revenge. Swampy's the name of a person? Swampy's <laughs> the name of a crocodile. Oh. He steals. I told you that game was dark. They steal your babies. Oh, no. Swampy. And Froggy. Swampy Frogger. Mother? And Frogger gets around. He's a lots of babies. Yeah. Swampy. Swampy. <laughs> are, are you here? Uh, Tremendo. Yes, Amy's okay. She is going to New Zealand for Path of Exile Con, the big convention for Path of Exile. So yes. she's better than okay. She is, um, she's going to be very, so happy. She's ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, also Friday. Good. Barbie week. Barbie week. Barbie week is here. Barbie week is finally upon us. Friday at noon, noon to two. Jack uh, will be streaming Barbie and the Three Musketeers for the Wii. <laughs> and I think also maybe a Barbie spy game for the Game Boy Advance. Um, I don't who's know. On, who's on stream with Jack? I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea that it's just going to be a solo stream of him chain smoking. This <laughs> <laughs> hour 17 Barbie week. Um, it'll be great. Tune in for Barbie week, though. Stream of the century. And, um, yeah, game that game that will probably be Exoprimal this week. Yes, the dinosaurs. And then uh, next yeah, week, feedback with that game. Next week, uh, we'll have uh, two new hires to share with you that aren't. They're not just part of the Escapist. They'll be working on other stuff with me along the video department. Uh, but they will you you will probably be excited about both of them. I can almost guarantee it. Uh, and then we will also have a new face joining us on Thursday for streaming. Next Thursday. Yes, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Next Thursday. Excellent. Familiar new face. Yes. Familiar Sweet. new face. Yeah. Um, excellent. All sorts of exciting stuff happening. Uh, yeah, so, so tune in for all that. And uh, like we mentioned, can we stick back for, uh, for, for 20 minutes in 20 minutes? Uh, Casey and Jesse will be back with Dante's Inferno wrapping up the game plus the test and Dower Dodger with a $20 dono. Thank you so much, Dower Dodger. Money for the new talent. You better give that $20 to one of those new people, Nick. Fucking don't put it in your pocket and spend it on fucking the order. I need a $20. I need a $20 do. Incredible. Uh, For Casey and Nick, this was Marty. This was breakout episode number 95. We're almost at 100. We're gonna be at 100 knock. What are we gonna do? For, what are we gonna do for episode 100? Can we like make Marty mix his meats on episode 100? Ooh, we should do the podcast <laughs> while we do the punishment stream that you need to do for the last. Uh, I uh, oh, good idea for the punishment stream. I'll say it when we go offline. But Nick and I are <laughs> right, cool. for it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in. Stick around in 20 minutes, Casey and Jesse will be back. Otherwise, we will see you all soon. Bye, everybody. 
We didn't we didn't say no to Marty mixing his meats on that stream. So well, what, that's what, my what, plan. How did this now. happen? How did this happen? I just I willed it into existence, and we're still wow, alive. Well, and Chad, well, Chad's well, hearing well, it. Well, well. Chad is hearing it being willed into existence. You're welcome. 